Let's roll, baby. Oh, man. Time to bring out another episode of America's Favorite Barbecue Podcast. That's the, by the research that I did. Yeah, the, Steve, the, Steve's got it spicy this morning, let me tell you. It went along, it went <laughs> along with some uh, some peach crown and uh, twisted tea, but we won't talk about that. Oh, man. Not until later. What? G's BBQ&A is the podcast that's sweeping the nation. That right there is our pitmaster, Gary Park, from G Slow Smoke Barbecue in Orange Park, Florida. My name is Steve Sutton. Now, when we were putting together ideas for uh for podcasts a lot of them was just kind of you know we kind of if you'll pardon the uh parlance uh we dumbassed into them right and i think today's another example because i've i saw a uh a reels video the other day when i was uh paying bills for uh zuckerberg and uh (laughs) it was it was a guy who was making hot dog burnt ends oh man now in a past episode we talked about doing blooming bologna Right, you know, which is which basically it's it's a similar process, but it ends up being like a blooming onion, really, really good. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you uh, smoked some up for uh, for one of our uh, yeah Saturday night crowds. <clears throat> yeah, kind of, kind of what you what you did today with the hot dogs, pretty much. Uh, I, I kind of cubed it up instead of like the blooming onion, right? But, and just did more of a bologna burn in, if mm-hmm. you will. So yeah, so not good though. I saw this uh, video, and it, it just it struck me. There's something there. So, I had uh, previously ordered this thing off Amazon that I'd never heard of before. It's called the Slot Dog. Yeah, very cool. And it's about, uh, I'd say it's maybe a foot long. Yep. And one side, it's plastic with a handle. The other side, it's got a diamond grate grating into it. And basically what you do is you take the each hot dog and you roll it onto this. And it scores the outside of the hot dog. Hard to see sometimes because, you know, you haven't cooked the dog yet, but you score both sides of it. Yeah, very cool concept. So, and I'm thinking, you know what? There's a lot of people that put a lot of work in that score sausage before they go ahead and cook it, which makes sense because, you know what? It's going to help the sausage cook faster. Right. I think it's going to put a lot better flavor into whatever it is you're cooking. Well, and you know, it also comes back to what I've always said, even in competition cooking, Steve, is the presentation of the hot dog. Yeah. It's really cool looking. It's, you know? It is kind of neat. Yeah. It is kind of neat. So, um, you know, this uh, this entailed an emergency trip to Walmart, by the way, because I had to go get a 16-pack of hot dogs. <laughs> you know, we were, I was in a panic yesterday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So hey, not like a not like a man going to get a dog hot dog. Yeah, what are you <laughs> doing, her. sir? You, do you know why I pulled you over? Do you know why I was driving so fast, sir? Sir, I'm trying to get some wieners up in here. Uh, <laughs> I was looking for a 16. You don't know where I can find them, can you? And uh, no Doctor Hook there. So so it's the, it, I was so surprised at how easy the process was, and I'm sitting there going, okay, there's got to be a catch to it. Basically, what you do is. In your uh, in your smoke pan or okay. whatever your pre- I used to prep. Yeah, I want to hear how you did it. Yep. Uh, you lay the hot dogs out after you score them. Okay. You lay the hot dogs out. Uh, a lot of people were using mayo and mustard as a binder, so I'm okay. I decided I'm just using mustard because right. it's always worked for me. Yeah, and I like mustard. You know, and and so you. Uh, you go ahead and get it ready with mustard. Then you put your favorite uh, dry now, rub now on did, it. Let me ask you this. I know I'm probably getting ahead of you. Did you lay them in whole or did you go ahead and cut them? I cooked them whole. Okay. okay. You know, okay. and, uh, gotcha. th- you know, so basically they're just scored. Yeah. Treated with mustard. Okay. And then uh, I had a, a container of uh, Dreamland dry spice. Okay. That I picked up in Birmingham yep. when I went by the restaurant because nice. I'm figuring, you know, what the heck, let's try this out. Um, and sprinkled that on it. Goes on the smoker, 325. 
for about 25 minutes. Right. And I rolled them in the middle so they don't get too done on one side. Right. Now, hot dogs are strange on the smoker because the hot spots are going to kind of crinkle it up a little bit. Yeah. And you're going to, you might not even like the look of it, but don't be afraid. Right. Because this is putting a little bit of crunch on the outside. You know, it's putting some texture to it. And oh, it's yeah. making it, you know, by the time you're done with the original smoke, all of those scores are showing up. And it's putting some real, real good texture to your hot dogs. Right. Take them off the smoker. Went inside, cut them into uh, four, four, each dog four slices. Okay. Put them back in the pan that you, that you just used to prep them in because, it, you know, waste not, want not. And that's when you go ahead and you pick your sauce, which, you know, we've been on the Blues Hog Band oh, yeah. for, uh, for quite a while. Right. And I put another di a different dry rub on it with a little bit little bit of heat to it and yeah, it's yeah. uh it's from a guy who came into town uh he, he does mike i think it's mike's seasonings and spices and he, okay he also does uh see in jacksonville well he, i think he's or, in mississippi but he was here on the road okay. for like the southern women's show or something this was a couple of years ago and everything was really good so i figured i'd try it and use it here and there and right. you know i'm not afraid to put people's dry rubs on or, potatoes or eggs or right. something like that either Experiment, like you said so yeah I uh, I gave him a little sprinkle with the blues hog sauce, a little bit more. Nice. Uh, and then I put some of that other uh, that uh, Mike's dry rub on it. Stir them up. Put them back in the smoker to get a little bit of caramelization on them. Right. Which boy did they set up? Man, really nice. I saw the pictures of them. They looked awesome. Too. I mean, it it looked it ridiculous. Really did. It did. Yeah. It was a really. Now let me ask you this. Um, obviously, we I was I was fortunate. Steve actually brought some in. I know you can't see it, but. Uh, I warmed them up. They are really good. Like I was telling him, and he even uh, told me beforehand they just a little salty, a little, a little salty, bit, a little salty. Yeah, um, but really good. Um, I like them. Um, but I actually <laughs> took some after I heated them up and put them in some of our barbecue beans and gave. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you you can see Stevie's trying to keep choke, on, I choke some down right. <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna enjoy this. Your podcast, you can chat all you want. I'm gonna eat. So. <laughs> You know, with all that being said, though, Stephen, uh, what what would you anything you do different with them, other than maybe we, get we back in the the, the the rub out a little bit, or is there something else that you know what you we, would change? We have talked about how much we both love John Henry's uh, pecan rub, whether it's pecan or the spicy pecan. Right. The rub from Dreamland was a little salty. Right. And you got to remember, you're cooking on beef hot dogs, and they're going to have their own salt right. factor to Sodium them. Sodium and all, yeah. So. Um, I would recommend maybe checking the rub before you initially put them in the smoker. Not okay. too salty because, right, you're right. There is a lot of sodium in the hot dog. And with that hot dog scored like that, it's all coming out. Those right. juices from the hot dog are going to do a lot towards flavoring, you know, the, the base before you start to finish it off. Other than that. I think this. I think this is a heck of a dish, and you added it to your, like you said, your restaurant baked beans. I'm telling you, yeah. If beanie weenie don't end up, that's good on the menu during the wintertime months. <laughs> right, right. It may be. It may be. You know, I mean, there's there's always some things that I contemplate on doing, but mm -hmm. you know, and as you know, we're aware of Steve as well that um, you know, there's some cool things that I tried to put out there, but you know, some things catch on, some don't. And that's okay. Right. That's okay. Um, you know, 
I can do a lot of different things, but don't mean it's going to work with right. our, in our restaurant, you know. And it's, um, sometimes it's hard because you, you, you have to appeal to a broad, broad base. Yes, yes. Um, I, I was reading on uh, online, I saw a story that said that in Jacksonville, Florida, there are, um, I, think, I think they ended up saying something like three barbecue restaurants for every 100,000 people. Now, we, of course, we've grown up over a million many, many years ago in the whole metro area. Right. But that's, you know what, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of choice, too. And if you yeah. get away from keeping it, if you get away from keeping it simple and you right. want to have a little niche and all that kind of stuff, that's fine. Do what you want to do. But at the same right. time, mass appeal, you, yeah. have to, you have to make barbecue that's lights out the yeah. way that you do. Yeah. And, and then... Make sure you maintain a level of simplicity with it. Well, you know, the thing, and you're exactly right, Steve, and, and to feed on that is there, the things I have done in the past, which I think were awesome, um, everybody seems to just go back to my barbecue. Yep. No matter what. I've had people come in, and they try stuff. They love it. Um, and next thing you know, they're ordering my barbecue you know, ribs. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But... Certain things you got. I got to be careful too. Just putting things out on the menu. I've seen this happen with other, other folks and trying special stuff. And the problem is, you go through it. It's a. It, it's a. Can be very tedious and a big or bigger ordeal than it needs to be. Truthfully, right. They're saying you know, I got out a, a different product that I only maybe sell a few a few of, and I know it's hard to kind of really know that or project anything, but. Um, that's been always something kind of tough for me, if I'm being honest, in the uh, almost 12 years of having the restaurant is people, you know, I love doing the, the, the patio stuff, which is kind of extra things that we do around here, whether it be, you know, uh, fish fry. Yeah. You know, um, uh, chili cook. The low country uh, boil. Low country boil. Yeah. Oysters. I, we love that stuff. And those are just really specialty items, and I kind of want to keep them that way. I agree. You know, do do I think the fried, you know, like the catfish we do, man, that's some of the best catfish I think a it's, lot of us have It's the best eaten. I've ever had. It really had. is. Yeah. And, but to put it on the menu, is it worth me doing it? It's right. just a whole nother process to do because of, I'm not really want to put the, the fish in the same oils. I want to put the fries and the things the like that. The hush puppies and stuff. Exactly. I literally would get a separate fryer and oil to do the fish, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, truthfully. Um, so it's a lot to it. Just talking about it is cool and it's fun. Sounds cool. But in reality, sometimes to make it come to fruition just really isn't practical for me. Well, it even goes to a bigger corporate level. And I think about two things in particular that everybody talks about. And they're only limited time things. And they happen at McDonald's. Yep. McRib, yep. which, let me tell you something, if if you have barbecue <laughs> over here, I mean real barbecue, right. stuff that you make every day, yep. you've got your barbecue, the ribs, the chicken, the beef ribs, and and everything that you do over here with collard greens and coleslaw right, and right. macaroni and cheese, take that world on the left side and go all the way around to the other side and get as far away as possible as you can from real barbecue, yeah. and that's where the McRib sandwich comes about, but right. you know what? It's a hit. It's a hit. People look forward to it. Same thing with their shamrock shake. It's crazy. If they had it on the menu all the time, would it be as special? No. I don't think so. No. I It'd really just be another don't. Menu item. You know, because you you do stuff, maybe like the uh, uh, barbecue uh, beanie weenie hot dog burn ends. Uh, right. For 
You do have it every once in a while because you know what they're going to say? You're going to have people come back in like they do for your Brunswick stew when it's cold. Some people bring buckets in. Um and they're going to say, oh, man, you ought to try that. And they're, But they're going to love that, but they're always going to come back to the basics. Right. Because they know they're good. Yep. And they know that you're not afraid to experiment and try things and bring back things that you know have worked well. You know, I think, too, for me, Steve, in my, and it's, it could be just something that in my mind, and I could be off base a little bit, is we go back to, and we've talked about it and touched on it on some other podcasts as well, about, you know, barbecue, very regional Mm-hmm. And in our area, we have such a huge melting pot. I think if I was somewhere that um, I knew my customer base a little better, right now, it, my customer base is, if I, I mean, Middle East all over the place, if I'm being yeah. honest. It really is. And it's growing. I can see new folks coming in, and that's, and that's really what, you know, having a, a great customer base is, is really good. But bringing in new customers, that's really where you've right. got to grow. But with that being said, you know, it's really tough to do those things and and do them on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, every Friday we got a pork belly you know, burn in special. Right. Well, we make it do that, and then you, we sell two one day. Next day, next Friday, you sell a couple. Then maybe you don't sell any. Right. And people's like, oh, you got pork belly. You know, so it's a lot to it. You know, just to go and do it, and, and you're buying a product, the time it takes to do it. But I think if I was in a different area, maybe regional where I could be more consistent, I would be more apt to do some of that stuff. I think there's a lot of fun to the fact that no one knows when you'll pop out of the kitchen with a pan of surprises. <laughs> and that's how, that's how pork belly burnt ends happened. And right. you, it, this, you know, the whole place lit up like Christmas morning. It was like getting a fun little present. Yep. yep. And again, it's one of those things they never had before. They really liked it. But the next time they came back in, they had your chicken. Yes. You know. Yeah. Or and, I want ribs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. I had a customer years ago. Uh, he's actually a good friend of mine, Neil. He, he uh, when we were still on Henley, he'd come in, and he always got ribs, ribs, ribs. That's what he got. Mm-hmm. But one day he's like, "Man, I'm gonna try that brisket," you know, and um, ate the brisket, loved it. Very next day, I seen him again. I'm like, Neil, <laughs> hey brother, wasn't you here yesterday? He says, "Yeah." I said, "Man, I appreciate you coming in, but you coming in again?" He says, "You know, Gary, I got your brisket yesterday. It was really good." He said, but I got to get my ribs. Got to have my ribs. Got to have my ribs. <laughs> no, and, and, and I, you, you see, I think you see that that happens here more often than you really want to believe that it does. Now, keeping in mind, on uh, when you opened up on Hanley Road, just, just a couple minutes away from here yeah. in, uh, in Orange Park, Brisket wasn't a regular menu item. No, it was I remember not. the thrill of finding out that Brisket Wednesday was coming around. Yeah. It made my life worthwhile. Right. I got out of bed and I said, by God, I can make it to the end of the week. <laughs> and then you made it Brisket Friday every so often. Right. And it just built on to the point. And now, yeah. I think if you tried to go without brisket on your menu, yeah. there'd be people with burning torches yeah. out in the parking lot. It's, it's, it's definitely a staple of, a, of barbecue. You know, um, I don't, and you know, truthfully, I don't know that it'll, Every place does it. No. I don't think most, they all do. A lot of places don't. And I have to say in the 12 years that you've been doing brisket, um, there there are more, I would say, more of the new places that have opened up yeah. have had brisket. Right. Um, and everybody does it a different way, which is fine. They should. Sure. You know, because you, you got your, fa- you know what, you have a favorite place for pizza. Right. You have a favorite place to go for seafood. Yep. 
you know maybe a burger or something yeah and sushi and stuff like that that's yep. what that's what's fun about going out to eat is right. finding your favorites so we, we do got a good sushi hold on we boy do we man, ever man that's pretty good. we'd have them come and do, do the podcast with us but, but we won't be able to eat sushi exactly <laughs> Exactly. Yama Sushi, by the way, on uh, County Road 220 yeah. in uh, Doctors Inlet, Florida. Yeah, just not, from the McDonald's. Do not. Oh yeah, just, yeah. The only the only thing McDonald's has to do with that is you got to go up to the McDonald's and do a U-turn. <laughs> That's true. Grab a grab a, a Shamrock Shake and go get some. Sushi. Yeah. Am I allowed to bring this in? Because I'll wait in the car and finish it before I. Without, without seriousness, so yeah, Andy over there, man, he uh. I mean, honestly, I've, I've eaten some sushi at quite a few places. Um, I'm not necessarily a connoisseur of sushi, but I tell you what, he's got some good stuff. You know what, though? It's funny because you say you're not a connoisseur of sushi, but you know you know what you like. Yeah. And I have to tell you, the shrimp tempura rolls over oh, there and the quality good. of the products that he uses from yeah. the uh, uh, sashimi grade tuna yeah. and uh, salmon and yeah. everything. It's it's spot on. It's presented perfectly. Yeah. It's it's you know it's it's very competitively priced because there are a lot of worse sushi restaurants oh, that man. charge a lot more. Really. And it's you know I I won't say there's a glut of sushi restaurants. Yeah. But it's definitely one of those things where don't you want to pick out the best if you're going to spend right. your hard-earned money on a meal? Right. And I know that's exactly how you look at things here. Yeah. At your restaurant, sure. you know that the, you know how expensive it is. You see it there every day, and you want to give people a good value. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, you're not a charity, right? You know, and it's a fine yeah. line to walk. And I know every yeah. restaurateur mm. is is doing that. Speaking of uh, charity stuff, I'm on to, um, and we'll touch on this a little bit later. It's uh, only what mid September, basically mm -hmm. September, October, probably later. Um, uh, end of october maybe the first of november we'll touch on a little bit more because i want to uh you know obviously we got the holidays that start creeping up on us by that time mm -hmm. thanksgiving and christmas and stuff so sorry i'm eating beans. no you go right ahead <coughs> while i'm yapping um but yeah i think i'm going to try to do some um couple things different this year steve which i've you know i've always done like the for thanksgiving i've cooked a lot of turkeys for folks mm -hmm. turkey breast uh, some whole turkeys. Um, years ago, we were just in like the whole turkey, um, and now though the breast is very mm. popular because you can eat everything. Yeah, and it goes there's no way, waste. No waste. It goes a long way, and it's, it's super good. So, um, other than being traditional, I guess if you will, with a whole turkey, the the smoked turkey breast is is, is a good way to go. I tell you. So I'm you know I'm gonna I think I've got another good friend uh, slash customer um that she actually called me i think i talked to her yesterday um and she wants to donate some meals a couple uh See, that's fantastic meals. yeah yeah and you know this is these are already ideas and i told her i said it's funny you you call and, and and talk you know ask about it because i've already had them ideas for a while yeah um about and, and the way i look at it is I did it last year. I had a couple extra turkeys, and I, for for some needy families, mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, or less fortunate, or whatever you want to call them. But um, if they if they want them, and I can give them to them, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, I don't know their story; doesn't matter, you know. But uh, I'm going to try to do more of that as I progress. You know, it's interesting you know. because years and years ago, and I, I was I've, I've always hated people that use the word poor. Right. to describe other right. people because that makes it seem as though they're of a lesser quality 
than you are. And I remember something that Bill Cosby used to say when he was funny and he was relevant and right. he was impactful on society. He said, uh, he says, you know what? He said, and he had, I think, nine brothers and sisters in the family. And he says, you know what? He says, I, I get tired of hearing people say poor. He says, when we came up, he said, we didn't have a lot of money. He says, but we weren't poor. We were broke, but we weren't poor. But we were rich with other stuff. Everything else. And and it's, you know what? There are folks like that every every single yeah. every single Thanksgiving time. And a lot of people like to talk the talk, but they never do end up walking the walk. Right. And I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I love, I think... Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think with the greatest amount of regularity, you sell out of turkey mm-hmm. before anything else and more often. And it's not like you're not cooking enough. Right. It's just people hear about it. And if they've had it. Yeah. Holy merciful. It's definitely. It's definitely. I think, you know, they look at the turkey, too, once they had it, because the way my pit masters, you know, the, that I teach them is with a turkey and just like any poultry. Is you know you gotta be careful. It, it can dry out cooking it too high or too long. Right. So you know I'm very critical about checking temperatures. Now, you know it's out of my hands. <laughs> Once I leave back there on the pit, I, yeah. I trust my people, and overall they do a great job. You know we do cook them in the pans, as you know, and out of butter, and they cook out the the moisture and stuff like that, which helps. But. uh yeah, I think once people catch on to it, it's it's also also they look at it too probably as a healthy choice. Sure, I I know a couple of years ago that uh, I got one of those turkey breasts from you oh, yeah. for Thanksgiving, and it was the rave. You know, if you want a pretty looking centerpiece, go get you one of those plastic turkeys and use that as your centerpiece, yeah. and and then put it back in a bag and put it up till next year. Yeah. yeah. Because when it comes to eat, there's no waste. Nope. What what's left over? Uh, if Slice you, it, it up nice, you, you, or chunk it and learn how to make turkey salad. Oh, because it's gonna Ooh. it's gonna be good. And I've done all those things. I wouldn't be telling you to do them if I, you know. Right. And everybody's didn't. everybody's had a granny or a mama that knows how to make turkey salad. Yeah. Or any kind of salad. Right. And they're gonna make up the perfect dressing for it, and it's gonna come out gangbusters. Oh, and yeah. everybody's gonna say, Thanksgiving at your house again next year. <laughs> and then of course you don't tell them you got it at the G's barbecue. You act like you sweated and slaved over it. Right. You know, you get some of those uh, those fake Hollywood uh, makeup cuts put right. in your forehead like you had to fight it or something like that. <laughs> and make a big deal out had of to it. Spar with the other turkey. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you you was you're you know, somebody got in a fight with a, one of the potato mashers and and, and all and, like and that. And a slot and, and a slot dog uh, <laughs> Let me tell you, if you, if you, uh, this, I think it was, I think it was about 20 bucks. It's solid. I mean, it's a Very nice, durable. Well made. Uh, you know, and it's a, use it, pop it in the dishwasher, let the dishwasher do the work. Um, it, the, the hot dog will pull away from it. Did it have a clean. bottom to it? Looks like it had a bottom. Nope. No? Yeah. I mean, it does, it does look like there should be something on the bottom yeah. of it, but it's just, you know, once you clean it, wash it. You see where the handle is, you just roll it back and forth over top of that hot dog, get it scored real well. Uh, a friend of yours, David Haskett, yeah. uh, when I put that up, uh, the video for it up on uh, Facebook yesterday, he commented that on the time that he used to spend scoring hot dogs and scoring sausages. He could have spent $20. <laughs> well, he has one. He swears by it. And I said, brother, it's going to be hard to talk me out of not making hot dog burnt ends. I know. Because they're really good. They're really easy. Yeah. You know, and, and you can save yourself a little bit of money with a kind of a cool Shoot, little thing for tailgating not even just burning ends you take this here if you're just cooking hot dogs and hamburgers <laughs> on, the, on the grill right score them up yeah and once you present them i mean that, those look nice i think i think 
It's a great I, product. It's a cool product. Somebody with an idea and a little bit of vision, uh, definitely. And I saw how I, I've seen it. And if, like I said, go on, you know, go on the uh, go on the Meta or the Facebook, right. and you can find a million reels videos for it. But look for a slot dog, and on Facebook, and I'll show you the video. There's a million different things you can do with this, and I can I can imagine them making it a lot cheaper. Yeah. So I would get the slot dog. Don't it's, go for a, no, a cut-rate thing. No, this is solid. You could probably, if you get enough uh, momentum behind it, you could probably beat somebody upside the head with it and still be cook, <laughs> still be slotting your hot dogs when you're getting ready to put them on the smoker. Yeah, hit the uh, slot dog. You know what? I'm going to send you pictures of the uh, – uh, of the burnt ends, okay, and uh, put them up on you know so people can uh, when they when they hear the podcast they can go check it out. And I don't say that you you know what it's something that's easy and fun that you can do for yourself in your right. backyard, right? And with a little only a little bit of notice because I think I cooked them uh, twenty five minutes, yeah. The original smoke, so within an hour you can you do everything you can be done, yeah. And this is a great little thing. You, you know what? You keep them in the pan and you give people toothpicks. Wow, and yeah, a, a lot of right. people like to plate them with toothpicks. Sure, but that's awful fancy. Yeah, I'd rather have you just poking around with a little right, piece of wood right. and sticking them that way. <laughs> and for heaven's Nothing sake, nothing wrong with a little, little bit of wood in a hot dog. <laughs> or wait a minute, what happened? Hot dog with wood. <laughs> you know, maybe it's not a bad idea for me to just uh, just hit that. So make sure uh, you know. Make sure you check out all of our other podcasts, <laughs> BBQ and A. Make sure you check out the Facebook page, G Slow Smoked Barbecue, because we like to share stuff like that with you. Stuff like this that's awful lot of fun to make, and it's going to make you the roar of the party too. I, I think. Uh, I think this is definitely an. This is definitely a great way to go for something that's different for yeah. your next tailgate. Good stuff. You don't even have to. T- you could do all this at the tailgate site oh, or. Yeah. Just pan, before you go to the game or whatever, I'm pan ready. those bad boys up, and all you need to do is reheat them and bring along some baked beans. You should bring along baked beans for everything. <laughs> I, I don't care what it is. Weddings, birthday parties, funerals, bar mitzvahs. <laughs> Make sure you do check it out wherever finer podcasts are served. G's BBQ and A, and visit the Facebook page as well. G's Slow Smoke Barbecue. Appreciate you all hanging out with us. Enjoy those hot dog burn ends, baby.